Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. Fuck it, damn it. Big beer hosts. It's the Deck of Deuce. It's the Deuce, Deucey Dozen. It's number the, the, the 12th Deuce, Deck of Deuce. The Deucey Dozen. Yep. Yeah, yep. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's got a little bit of. It, it, I feel like it's got some juicy Lucy vibes. You know what I mean? And that with those, what are those called? The uh, the burgers with the cheese inside them and sit on top of them. You know what I mean? Aren't they juicy Lucy's? Called a, a juicy Lucy. I think so. You know my my first wife's name was Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna make the juicy joke. I'm not no, gonna do should, it. You shouldn't. We should probably just keep introing this, this decaduce like nothing happened. Yeah. So what's a decaduce? Uh, oh, oh, Nelson. It's it's ten little minis all, and they're all brand spanking new. At least to you guys, they're from a little while back, most likely. But we record them yeah. uh, here and there so that we have these episodes to throw out when we don't have a new episode because we Sometimes think ahead. We Individually, sometimes we we take we sometimes we take a mic check we like and we throw it in as 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 gold. This one's definitely got some mic checks on it, and a a couple that I think I had found in the old. They're not super old, but probably from uh, last decade. Deuces recording times, but uh, I'd throw Uh, them in the maybe's folder because sometimes it's like a mic check that goes fifteen minutes, and we're like, I think there's something in there, and I set it aside for a while, and I don't look at it, and then when I do. (laughs) Then I edited it down to three minutes. <laughs> so we so were right. You're, you're, there was something there, but not a lot of something. You're like a prospector of content for Double Deuce. You're like I am. Yeah, you're like the uh, Ellsworth uh, of Double Deuce Deadwood. Yep, I'm out there yeah. getting that, getting those minis for you guys. Minis as big as your fists. You'll love them, and there's there's ten of them, right? Yeah, ten of them. Well, here they are in no particular order. Yeah. I mean, there's an order on the notes. You can look ahead. You can look behind, but don't look sideways. Never look sideways. Big beer hosts. <clears throat> Mike check. Mike, 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 Mike check. It's the Mike check of Mike checks. I mean, in a way, it's audacity check, but it's also a, a chance to make sure it's not the wrong mic because the mics look different when you look at them. Yeah. The, the way that our voices do things to the mics, it does them different to the different mics. Yeah. I don't want to go into it too much further than that in case there's kids listening. Absolutely. We need a, we need a sign note from your parents to teach you about how voices be sexual sometimes. Do we? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. It seemed like we were angling towards there, and I don't know if there's kids listening, so they gotta they gotta bring a signed thing from their parents. Yeah, yeah. We're not going any further than that. I hope not. And that's not my intention. None of this was my intention. No. Uh, what was your intention then? Just to do a mic check. Well, we got that right here. Mic check. Nothing yeah. but mic check. We're just, we're just we're making sure, like, we're giving that, that good two minutes to make sure that it's good and checked. 
Because if it's going to crash, it's going to crash fast. I feel like we're going to make it. Looks good. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, you just take it. You take it, mic check. You take it right there in your mic check. Kids, really ring those signed forms back before you listen to more mic checks. Yep. It's uh, oh, it's not man. for kids anymore. Yeah, this the rating is going up. PG-16. Oh, man, I don't think that exists, but it ought to. Mm-hmm. It ought to for this mic check. Just for this one. Just for this one. My check's filthy. This is filth. We're filth peddlers. Filth check! We're burying the needle. Like you do. Sorry, that wasn't an innuendo. That was implying that there was so so much sexuality that the needle was going from the from the neutral position to the extremely sexual position. Right. And again, that's not what we want to do. I thought you were going to cut it. Right, we're I do, but I but right. I feel like we keep. I can't cut it until we explain ourselves. There's no explaining this raw sexuality, Your Honor. I um I plead undeniable charisma. I think it's a misdemeanor. Guilty as charged. Whack whack. Whack whack. Big beer hosts. Okay, so here's the thing we don't talk about too often, and that is video game soundtracks. Right? Yeah. And I want to take you on a little adventure. Okay. Okay. Um, you, you know that game Skyrim? Have you yeah. heard of it? Elder Scrolls? Very familiar. Okay, great. Uh, it's, one thing that it's got is a kick-ass soundtrack. It and, does. It's, it's a delightful... I own the soundtrack. I you? bought it at one point. Really? I mean, like, iTunes bought it, so yeah. it's like... I didn't go, like, buy a fucking... I didn't go to the store. <laughs> but it's just like, ah, I like some of that ambient sound. Yeah. There's a little while where I was, like, doing some writing. I, I got some... Uh, Skyrim, and I also have some like Mass Effect soundtrack stuff. Nice, like that. The, the Mass Effect Three soundtrack's kind of dope because nice. it's all like ominous <laughs> <laughs> and intense. So I I was like looking around for like uh, the, on the tenth anniversary of Skyrim, they did a like London Symphony Orchestra did um, a whole symphonic version of it. Mm-hmm. But there's also this uh, uh, a, a trend of, of the lo-fi. There was a whole bu- a, a album of lo-fi Skyrim music, which is just like basically like. People fucking around with synthesizers mm-hmm. and and uh, and and, and oh, it, beats. Okay. Uh, so it's so it's kind of it's it's kind of it's it's got some some you know kind of club to sort of sound to it, mm-hmm. uh, but all done in the, the the privacy of one's own home. And so my new sort of bedtime routine has been to. Uh, take an edible, put on my headphones, and listen to like Skyrim Lo-Fi, right? Which gives you some some real nice kind of uh, acid jazz sort of beat to it. Mm. Uh, and uh, and yeah, like if Skyrim was an eighties movie, yes. But then I made the mistake of going down to Jeremy Sewell, who is the composer of Skyrim mm-hmm. Rabbit Hole, uh, and there was uh, is that how it's pronounced? Uh, Sewell, I mm-hmm. think so. S O U L E. Yeah, I was because there's a there's a writer named Charles. That and I was all—I never heard it pronounced before. And I, I kind of thought I was like, I don't know—is it soul? Is it? How does it work? I'm, I'm calling but it I have soul. No idea. But I also mispronounce things all the fucking time. Also, so. may, maybe there are different people from different places and they pronounce it differently. But anyway, it was a gal who was assigned to do some work with him on a later project after mm-hmm. Skyrim mm-hmm. was just like, oh no, he was really, really harassing kind of guy, and I'm like fuck because mm. I, I liked music mm. and that leads into the whole argument of like 
you know, what do you do when when you you know? Because honestly, I feel like it's like a John Williams level score in terms of the intricacy of the music. Yeah, it, it really holds together well as an overall orchestral piece. But the guy's a douchebag. So yeah, where do you find that? Where do you draw the line? I don't know. It gets tricky. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of musicians who are bad. <laughs> you got to figure out how you're gonna <laughs> how you're gonna make that work. How right. bad, and like that scale of how bad they are to how good the music is. Right. Where you got to figure out like what's the point on both sides of that spectrum, where you have to be a, like pass. Yeah. yeah. Especially for things you already own. Where <laughs> <laughs> right. you're like, I'm not spending any money on this person anymore. I don't know. I don't know either, but it's I, it disappointing. Was, it was a little sad to me because it's I was disappointing. Like, I, I really. It's nice when you're like, hey man, this guy's real good, and you're like, oh no, he's not. <laughs> Or he's talented, but he's not good. Yeah, he's a, but, but I feel like the, the whole... That's at least the main thing I feel like is, at the bare minimum, like, you can still enjoy the thing they made, just be mindful of who made it, and so, like, don't try to be like, this guy's awesome about it. Be like, this guy is good at soundtracks, but bad at being a person. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least keep it keep it in your in your mind. Yeah. You don't, you don't like, elevate them too much because of their talent. If they aren't worth elevating. Or live in a world where you never look it up, never ask questions. Yeah. And never... I mean, that's the thing of, like, it's it's a harder... It's part of living in the world we live in now where all that information is right there all the time. And, and people are figuring out and, like, corresponding, like, releasing information all the time. So I feel like you've... We've never lived in a place where we knew more about everybody than right now. But because of that, it's like, oh, yeah, more people are terrible than we... Maybe we we thought this many people were terrible, but now we know names. Yeah. It's like Shakespeare could have been a really terrible person, but we'll never know because... Well, know. I'm pretty... At the very least, kind of like left his family at home to go off and like live an exciting theatrical life. And I believe, rumoredly, like, yeah, he was fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> but... Also, probably a little anti-Semitic. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, there's always that, like, it was of the time, but it's also, like, but some people at the same time weren't doing these things. So, best case, you're doing, like, weird, problematic, lowest common denominator, like, of the time shit. I do think he makes that character extremely um, sympathetic in a lot of ways. But he also placed all the stereotypes at the same time. Yeah. It's almost like he's a tragic villain, but still a villain because he's Jewish. I don't know. I did a, I did a paper about it where I did a deep dive. Is he like, what's going on here? And I'm like, it's a problem. But he, this character is maybe the best character of the whole play and like has a, an interesting tragic arc. That ends in Act Three, and the rest of the play is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like once that character's gone, that play falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> they get into a weird like Three's Company heist situation or something about some other shit <laughs> where he's gone. I don't know. He just disappears halfway through when they're like, "We got this. We're gonna legally do an end around on him." Uh, uh, we we're out of time, but on the flip side, of Three's Company heist. We're way out of time. It <laughs> should be done. Yeah. So, uh, send your uh, hashtag double deuce. Here's my threes company heist just, idea. Just some people just fucking getting into a heist because the landlord's about to find out that something is amiss. And so you gotta, you gotta steal some diamonds. It, Did right, they ever steal diamonds on threes company? It's been a while. 
Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Big beer hosts. Does it need the buttermilk? If you have a ranch, ranch hard. Don't don't do weak ranch. Like make it mayo-y. Admit what you are. Yeah. Ranch should have some thickness. As opposed to at least maybe at least like if you wanna if you wanna cut both ways. A double ranch. You're talking about like a, a ranch and then like a light one. I feel like you're there's this, you're like commit. There's this nebulous ass half ranch, half blue cheese sauce <laughs> that a lot of people do. That's like really runny and it's not it doesn't taste of one thing or another. It's sort of as a I mean, it's more, it's more like range the blue cheese, certainly. But. Barely, though, and it's like, like commit, commit. If you're going to be blue cheese, be blue cheese. If you're going to be ranch, be ranch. But for the love of God, don't be this runny, awful, slightly salty drack. There's definitely some places that they're blue cheese. Like, there's not nary a crumble to be found, which I feel like what makes it blue cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it is kind of just ranch. I first learned to love blue cheese on a Gumby's pizza because you could order like a Gumby's pepperoni big one with blue cheese dressing instead of ranch to, mm. to use on your crust and, and on the to pizza. To me, the best slice at Papakino's is the shredder, which has green onions, pepperoni, and blue cheese. All right. It's phenomenal. There you go. Blue cheese. Two blue like cheeses blue coming cheese. out. My dad hates blue cheese, but I think he's wrong. I like it as a believe in throwing a blue cheese crumble into a thing to like zest it up onto into around a thing. Yeah. If you're doing something cheesy. I mean, it's going in, as soon as you do it, it's going in that direction, but that's not a bad direction to go into sometimes. I hear ya. It's a bold move. It's a high risk, high reward. Maybe sometimes. Don't don't make a mockery of blue cheese. If you're gonna do it, do it. Like commit. Or go nuts, but expect some people to be like, "Whoa, man, <laughs> that's a lot of blue cheese." <laughs> I really, I really like the peanut in uh, Kansas City. Yeah, they do. They do the wings, but they do the full wing, like w- with both the, the the little nubbin and the actual. Well, yeah, uh, I'm wing. a flats man, so I, I love a full full on. Wing with the, with but they, the, but with they, the half bit, the flappy bit. They do this thing with the blue cheese where they make it really light and uh, and almost ranchy and and, and uh, viscous. It's it's a it's a liquid, and I'm like, come on, guys, like, make make the effort, make blue cheese, blue cheese, bring blue cheese into blue cheese again. Especially if you're a place that's a wing specialty place like that. <sighs> I mean, I know they do other things, but I feel like they're known for their wings. It's a weird ranchified blue cheese, and I don't like it. I feel like there is a, almost do like a, we're just getting ranch, but then we'll throw blue cheese into <laughs> some other ranch to turn it into blue right, cheese right, right. and save money. So can I try a little bit of this ranch with your chicken? Here? Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Uh, and I think we should do this live so you can get the full reaction. Yeah, I realize we're still, we're still a mic check running. This is a full ranch, though. This isn't a blue cheese. What's your, what's your thing? It's like a watery, salty ranch. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there's not substance to it. Yeah, yeah. Throw the lighter gauge. It would leave a vein splattery effect on anything that it touched, mm-hmm. yeah. and not leave a real impact. Mm-hmm. Whereas the honey mustard is a thick, luscious, luxurious mm-hmm. like paint 
Uh, it, it takes a little bit to, to drip off the uh, the, nice. the wing. Yeah. And, uh, mm, it tastes so good. It tastes so good. It's mm. a good honey mustard. I prefer a much more thick ranch if I'm going to do ranch. Mm. And definitely a thick blue cheese if we're going to do blue cheese. There's a time. I know I already mentioned it. But there was a while there when we went to old Chicago every... It was like... It was Tuesdays. Because it was like part of a, a whole night. We played like the trivia shit that's at the bar. And we got there at like five during the happy hour to like eat a bunch of happy hour food. They just like had a few beers and played that and then went out to a couple bars. But every, like every week, um, Golter, like, because uh, there would always be like a shitload of ranches on the table because we're eating things that you want to dip into ranch. Uh they would, I would always, like, I'd give him a dollar to, like, shoot a range. But then one time, um, I don't remember why, but for some reason, they basically had brought us, like, a fucking soup tureen of ranch. <laughs> for some reason. I think because they were out of, they didn't have, they were running low on cups or something. So they're like, we're just going to bring you a shitload of ranch and let you guys figure it out or something. But so we had, it was just, like, it had, like, the little, the, it was not giant, but it had, like, the little handles on the side. It was that size. <laughs> And so I offered him a beer to drink that, and he did, to the point, too, where we started to feel bad about it, at the point where, like, he grabbed it by the little handles, at the point where we were sure he had to be done, and then he had to, like, like let back for a second, and then had to, like, crank it back to a deeper gear, and we were just like, oh, no. <laughs> but just, like, thinking back, it's like, that man's got kids, and we, like, we coated his heart with ranch <laughs> for our own entertainment. That's rough. Big beer hosts. Okay, can I tell you something? Yes. Can I? Can oh, I, I think you, you asked like, for permission. Well, I mean, I I should be going off of forgiveness rather than permission at this point. But I mean, I'm, we're also and, intentionally sitting down to record us talking. So, <laughs> I mean, I want to be unflinchingly polite about this because the topic that I'm about to talk about is something that irons me in a way that shouldn't. You know, like those things that happen in life that you're just like I'm irrationally irritated about this and, and what it is is laundry balls laundry balls dryer balls right so okay I know for a while they had those washer balls where you put the the, the dishwasher the washer detergent into the, the ball and then you put the ball into the thing and then I just washed it it's supposed to be better for the distribution or whatever but I'm not talking about that yeah, I'm talking about these weird, like, foam core, hairball-looking things that somehow Jack got a hold of that are called laundry or dryer balls, and they go into the dryer with the clothes, and they they bounce around in there and make a lot of noise, and they're supposed to be more better for the environment or whatever than using like a, just using one of the, one of the, the laundry, you know, sort of uh, sheets. Right. Yeah, but I'm a sheets man myself. Instead, what they seem to do is just get stuck inside clothing, get lost. And then after like three loads, you don't, have any laundry balls anymore and it's really agitating and the other thing is that you're supposed to apply like a little bit of like herbal essence to each laundry ball so 
I'm like sitting there shaking a, a teardrop dropper of like lavender and I think maybe sage essence or something on to these balls. You mean like herbal essence sort of- is like the shampoo? No, well, I mean, yes and no. Remember yes it was the shampoo the- back in like the 90s where the women would be showering and orgasming because their herbal essence, wasn't it? Do you remember yes, these commercials? And they'd be no- like thinking about the shower, so they just would be like in the grocery store or on jury duty. Yeah, there are no women orgasming like in my laundry room Did with you? this thing that I know of. Yes. <laughs> I Are mean, you, I'll allow you to answer under the pretext that there might have been a stealth one that got away from you. I mean, anything's possible, but I'd say it's highly unlikely. Like, okay. I like to think I think you would have noticed in the laundry room orgasming that I would have been like, hey, you you got to go. You got to go. Oh, I meant like you yourself, but also oh. there could have been a stealth woman. Right. No, I have not I orgasmed it. in the laundry room. Okay. No, but I have gotten annoyed, which sort of trips some of the same triggers, right? Like some anger endorphins and some like, you know, some real some adrenaline. I mean, they call orgasms the little death, but having to put herbal essence on to a dryer ball that you know you're not going to be able to find in 45 minutes when the loads run, that's that they call the slow death. The slow, slow death. Yeah. I made a pretty funny my mom joke earlier and you just sort of glossed over it. Well, I was taking notes and I respect your mom. Well, I'm glad someone does. Big beer hosts. So every year for the past three years, I've decided to make Chex Mix. And this year I had a Chex Mix seasoning disaster out of nowhere. And I got to tell you, it's irritating. And Nelson, that's what we're going to talk about in this mini deuce. Well, when you say disaster, like on a scale of one to five Edmund Fitzgeralds, how many Edmund Fitzgeralds is this disaster? 3.5 Edmund Fitzgerald disasters. Like, Sure. We didn't lose anybody, but if they ate the checks mix, we've lost them. So we stand to lose a lot of people. So I strike my first statement. Actually, many people were lost. 4.5. I mean, that's a lot of Fitzgeralds. Here's the thing one would think that even the combination of delightful snacky treats themselves, if not seasoned, would still be all right, right? Yes. But I don't think that that's true. I think that there's the expectation with Chex Mix that you're going to get kind of a uniform flavoring that can only come from that seasoning. And my friend, using only four tablespoons of butter in a batch, in a full batch where you're using nine cups of gubbins, that, that's not enough. That's nine not cups enough. Of, what was that? Dubbins? Dubbins. It's the French. Is that the English word like, for Chex Mix? It's like the mirepoix of Chex Mix. Yeah, the Govins. Yeah, it's just a a combination of elements generally consisting of and some pretzels and some peanuts and controversially, apparently, according to my father, some Cheez-Its, although the motherfucker always eats them, right? He always eats them. 
But then he's always like, oh, you put cheese in your checks, mix. It's like, here's the thing. Gotta be cheese it like they, they make like a snack mix that is basically checks mix, but with cheese it's in it and a couple other things. So you're just, you're bringing houses together. I'm bringing, I'm like, I'm your dad like is trying Viserys to tear them apart. Targaryen. I'm like bringing houses together. I'm like Robert Baratheon. I'm bringing houses together. I'm like a lot of other kings that brought houses together. I'm like, I'm like uh, a trailer park manager that brought houses together. This is me bringing houses together. And making quality checks mix, except this one time. So then I made the second match, and I used a half a cup of sriracha, and that really changed the game. Hashtag, my ass is on fire. Yeah, I had I had some of both checks mixes, and the you, the second one was definitely spicier. Yeah, yeah, that's all I want in a checks mix. I wanted to burn asses and and leave dreams crumbled i mean that's i don't is that really a worthy goal are you are you yucking my yum now no but why why do you want to do that to 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 people's assholes listen we spend so much of our lives like this checks makes your your joker origin it 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 is one one substandard to your mind, batch of checks mix, which I thought was still tasty, but I could see where you were talking, what you're talking about, the, what it needed a, a little bit more. There was that not a uniformity of flavoring, yeah. but it seems like it drove you mad. I, I mean, I'm 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 a little different now than I was before I started this whole. First of all, you're comparing it to the death of at what four point five out of five Edmund Fitzgeralds. That's like twenty five deaths. I mean, when you put it that way, it sounds a lot worse than how I meant it. But at the same time, metaphorical deaths, because it's a grading system, not an actual boat. But you know what? That legend lives on. So, you know, it was memorable. Are are you hoping that the legend of this checks mix will live on or are you hoping that it'll be soon forgotten or else you'll take it to your grave? Like first one, soon forgotten. Second one, I want it to live. Are you afraid one of us is going to bring it up at your funeral? I mean, I hadn't thought about it, but I'm going to panic about that now. Thanks for thanks for the sleepless night. It's cool, man. Just have an edible and listen to some lo-fi Skyrim. Call back to an episode from that we just recorded today, but it was probably a long time ago for everybody else. Double twos. <laughs> Big beer hosts. I, I feel Big like old. the world needs more new to boom doing a pancake dance. That's something that was in German club and high school and wore later hose and did dance about mm-hmm. whatever the German word for pancakes is, which is escaping me right now. He but, never, I, or if he never like told us the actual word, it is yeah, something yeah. like he that. He anglicized it for us, thankfully. He did it in English. Yes. He never wore <laughs> well, later hose. He did do it in English. I was never convinced that he wasn't just like, I make it the pancakes. Was it just a very rough translation? <laughs> probably. <laughs> they probably had their own German word for pancakes. Especially because it sort of sounded a little like fake Italian. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of Mario. Yeah, very much. Um, a little bit of Mario by my side. <laughs> a little bit of Luigi in my hide. When you're what? I don't know. I'm just trying to make it rhyme, man. What's Luigi doing to you? Where is Luigi? Listen. 
Point on the doll to where Luigi the touched The whole him. point of Luigi is by the time you know where Luigi's been, Luigi's long gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... I think that's the, that's, the, that's the that's that's the plot operator, of Luigi's Mansion. Yep. That's where he takes you to touch you <laughs> on Ghost's Watch. <laughs> I mean, Luigi really is both Luigi and Waluigi at the same time. He's like, no, Waluigi is a much more clear sexual predator. <laughs> Luigi makes you think you can trust him. Waluigi, you would never bring a kid near Waluigi, let yeah, alone let young. leave him with Waluigi. Luigi makes you think you can trust him. Oh, Jesus. Like, I feel like this I'm, is our double deuce, or decaduce uh, sort of... I mean, you could add a little bit of Monica by my side to that whole monologue. <laughs> well, I mean, we are technically adding it right now because I still haven't stopped it. Funny. So, a little bit of Monica. I saw I saw Monica in the parking lot of the school for the first time. I have not seen her in two or three years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's waved. Yeah. but it was just like Monica. I forgot how much I like Monica. Yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. It, the last time I saw her was whatever uh, harvest party was right before the pandemic. One of my favorite and images of Loda from Bear was when she was sitting up, like, in the fifth row of the audience, like, before notes, like, typing away on her computer dressed as a nun, you know, like, <laughs> wearing her nun fight outfit. Because she's like, doing some doing sort of... Like, just, like, doing her job. She's, like, uh, yeah, she's, like, working at, like, 8 p.m., I like that we also ended that show with nun fighting <laughs> after the Nazi suicide party. <laughs> where I got up after committing suicide. That's nun fighting in the backyard one more time. Do it. Big beer hosts. Okay, let's let's talk about let's let's burrito king real talk for a second here. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, here's the thing. Like, I want to know your truthful opinion, right? Like, first of all. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how often do you visit Burrito King? And second of all, on a scale of one to ten, what do you consider the quality of Burrito King? Uh, I will start with the first and end with the second question in this 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 survey. Um, it's uh, I I don't really go very often, honestly. Uh, I used to go a lot more when I would be either downtown more or when I lived down the street from it i went a lot more often then because it was easy but uh i feel like except for that that one night where after the last mass holes that's the last time i went as of yeah. this recording who knows if i've gone back before you guys have heard this as this is a mini can you can you put that on a scale of one to ten hmm. i feel like you're stalling I'm just trying to really think about it because I want to be fair, but you know, I want to be fair. Yeah. You know, I'm, I could put it at, it's, I don't know, six or seven, probably. Okay. okay. It depends well, a little that... too. I don't know. It might've, maybe I would have ranked it a little higher back when I was going a little more often, but maybe I can't also speak to like, having only been once drunk in the last however many years. I feel like I can't go higher than that, but I can't go lower than that. Okay. And and on a scale of one to ten, when you went there on your six point whatever journey, what would you rate the quality with one being? Oh, sorry, the worst? I was talking about quality with the number there. I like I just I said like I've been like once first and quality second. Yeah, no, but I said I've been there once in I don't know how many years to the first. And then like, the quality was, was six to seven. Okay, so quality was six to seven. Yeah. That's all the time we have. (laughs) 
Well, what, what, how, how often do you go, and what would you rate it? I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, my argument is, is that that uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like the quality is is uh, a lot better than a lot of people give it credit for. And I was going to come out very yeah. pro burrito king. That if you haven't gone there lately, you should go there, and not just for the late night food, but also because they do some really banging breakfast burritos now, but, um, yeah, I mean, I that's mean, the thing, like back when I used to go, like when I, you know, lived at village square down the, the road, I would have probably put it up in more like a seven to eight. Cause I used to hit up and just get like the taco plate all the time. And it was good. But there's part of yeah. me that's like, I feel bad, like recommending it to someone a hundred percent now, just because I've been once drunk in like years so I'm you like, know what they I, say. Can't, I can't say uh, I can't 100 percent vouch. I don't have I don't have the data anymore. I've got the old data and the old data says go. But the new data, I don't know. Yeah, things change. I mean, it's tricky, I, but I feel like I represent the new data and, and I say go again. Try it. Yeah, I mean, I'll Especially still 100 percent. I'll say, like, if you're looking for something later or drunker, then definitely go. They can hold up to that level of scrutiny, but like for an, for an afternoon looking, meal, probably check it out because it was it used to be. I don't know what the price is anymore either, but like the fucking taco plate used to be, well, like two or three tacos and rice and beans for like nothing. It was so cheap. Mm, mm. So I used to get that shit all the time. Yeah. I'd say go again for breakfast tacos because they're real good, especially the chorizo ones like do it make it happen all right it sounds like we're pretty we're pretty did you give a number i can't remember oh eight eight yeah, yeah. what was the number four quality yeah eight that's fair that sounds like we're we're at least in the in the seven plus range between us yeah no i i, I mean i feel like it used to be four like in the 90s and 2000s but then it got bought out by that new family and now it's eight yeah, it was definitely back in those days. Escape. This could be good or it could suck. Kind of a yeah. like it was. It was a wide spectrum. It was even cheaper back in those days. It cost nothing back then. You could just like a handful of rocks and then give you a burrito, and maybe that's why the quality was so wildly varying. But yeah, did you really pay with a handful of rocks? I did once. Big beer hosts. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay, so so we live in a town. Correct. With a limit to, do- to donut selection, right? Yes. So there's Dunkin' Donuts, and I think a lot of people can relate to Dunkin' Donuts because they they're pretty universal amongst Dunkin' Donuts from the around the globe, uh, and Muncher's Donuts. So what's now, your what's your preference? I mean, that's honestly, it right now. They're, there was Jennings Daylight Donuts, but that's gone now. Yeah, I mean, especially like donut shops. I mean, you can get the fucking. Oh, get the, there is Taylor. There's Taylor's Donuts, but I haven't tried those donuts yet. Yeah, I, I I haven't either. I mean, if I'm actually getting wanting to get donuts, then I'd probably go Dunkin'. But I like the pastries at Munchers, so yeah, that's how I go. If I want a donut, though, I'm probably going to go Dunkin' because I got more options. I feel like everything at Munchers tastes like the grease at Munchers that hasn't been really changed since 
since the opening of Munchers. Like, 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 there's a great sameness. Like, you can have the blueberry fritter or the chocolate long john or the windmill, and there, there's going to be a similarity of uh, patina that a Muncher's donut tastes like a Muncher's donut. Like, I feel like out of any lineup of donuts, like if I had a, if a donut murdered a man, mm-hmm. and I had to go like, and they were like, you need to taste these five donuts like i wouldn't know if a muncher's donut murdered a man right i mean is that does that track with your experience um not exactly okay. but like i said i don't i don't always grab the donuts there i'm I, i'm i get the pastries more but what if the pastries had the same sort of flavor i think they I mean, do i think well Maybe a little, but I mean, a lot of times I'm tasting, uh, see the donut, you got more of a plain kind of cakiness, whereas those pastries, like usually I'm, I'm rocking like some strawberry knots or like a blueberry fritter or like an apple strudel. Right. And those have yeah. different, uh, different types of to dough. They've also got like icing and fruit and shit involved. And so you're not tasting as much just the basic flavor of that dough. You got cinnamon in there and you got other stuff. So definitely, I bet I could say that, though, if you handed me like a, like a bunch of blueberry fritters, I bet I could tell you which one was the Muntras one better than I could tell you about where the, any of the other ones came from. But but, if, but not in the were, way that you're saying exactly, maybe, or maybe kind of. I don't know. That might be well, let me flip it on, to the on general flavor, but. If if you were murdered by a donut, what what donut do you think it'd be? Um, Boston cream. Sorry, wait, wait. Why are you why are you like moving your why are you moving your your hand in the motion like 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 your cut like at your throat like as if we shouldn't be talking about something? That was no no. It was just a really good out, and I thought maybe you cut it. No, the Boston cream out, and we're out. Oh yeah, it could it could be. I mean, we've we've got past the moment now. Well, but I can I can cut it when I want to cut it. I mean, you cut it when you want to cut it, but I will. Okay, do it. You didn't do it. I knew you wouldn't do it because you can't handle a Boston Green murdering you. You want to get killed by something more exotic, like a windmill or a crawler. You can't handle a standard Boston Green. No, but you said which one's most likely, not which one do I want to kill me. And the one that's most likely to kill me is a Boston Green because those those motherfuckers are crazy. It's a cream gotta kill me. It's got that accent. Oh, I went down and murdered. I murdered Nelson and the yard with my Boston cream. You hate it. You hate it so much. I mean, I don't know. If a donut's what murders me, then that's better than a lot of things murdering me. So I don't care that much. I just think it's extremely likely that that's the type to do it because that's the type that does most of the murders. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked at what donut kills people the most, but Boston cream by a mile, man. Ooh, read the journals. Let me leave my cream in you. I and Harvard Yard. Sixty-four percent of murders by donut are done by Boston creams. 
That is from a study that came out two years ago. So that's pre-COVID. I don't know. Maybe COVID changed things. Maybe a lot of them died during COVID. I don't know. Might skew the numbers. Who can say? Not me. Big beer hosts. So Ollie spent the night at uh, his grandparents uh, over over the weekend. And uh, one of the things he was most looking forward to is going to KFC. And I, I don't know where he became like the world's biggest KFC fan, but he is. And he does this thing where he's like, want some KFC. And then you'd be like, what are you going to get at the KFC? And he's like, chicken, finger licking chicken. Oh, I'm going to get me some chicken. And he does that for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. And at, at first I thought it was something he'd seen on YouTube or something because mm-hmm. he steals my phone and he goes on YouTube. So like but a, anyway, there's like a chicken man on, on YouTube. Is maybe the colonel, does the colonel man? have a channel? I don't know that the colonel has a channel where he goes, it's chicken. Does he keep on boxing like, like KFC meals? But he went to K he got he got his grandfather, mm-hmm. my dad. Yes. To, to get him KFC. Rick Averill. You know, Rick Averill likes his KFC. We both like the coleslaw from KFC. I will admit to that. I do like their coleslaw, but I can't eat their chicken anymore because it makes me feel like I'm dying. Um, yeah. So I usually. In what way? To, well, just that overall kind of awful, like when you like ingest rat poison and you know how that is, you know, that feeling. No. So I don't eat poison, Will. Really? I find that hard to believe. Not rat poison, although I have eaten a bunch of things that would kill a rat. Wow. I feel like there's a top five list, but we're on a mini, so I'm going to just let that ride for now. Fortunately, we don't have the time. We'll try to get back to it later someday. Long story short, he goes to KFC and we go to pick him up. Uh, he goes to KFC on Friday night. We go to pick him up on Sunday morning and we're taking all the stuff that he's left in the house. You know, it's everywhere. And we're about to leave. He's like, no, my bucket. And I'm like, what bucket are you talking about? He wanders into the house and he comes back out with a cleaned out, wiped down KFC chicken bucket. Right, which I am showing you now, uh, Nelson. I um, see it. Yeah, yeah. In case you he, doubted, he, listeners, it's there. He's holding it's, it. It's, it's. He wanted to keep the chicken bucket, and I. Don't I hope he's not trying. Even, he's not coming up with like a character who plays a guitar and wears a, a chicken bucket on their head because he's late to the show. Yeah, I. It might be. He's gonna have all to be I know is a, a buckethead who does other stuff, like practices corporate law, or you know, is a rental agent. Yeah, or he's anticipating floods and he's ready to bail. Yeah, I can see that's that. another use. It's a solid a bucket. bucket. It's got to withstand like grease and the the manhandling of the hungry. So that's a good bailing bucket you can get at KFC. Little tip um, for any of you guys who live in a, in a flood area. If it seems like a flood's coming, go get some KFC and hold on to that bucket. Also, the manhandling of the hungry is our new death metal album that Nelson and I are putting out uh, next Tuesday. Uh, we're having the first concert at Bishop Seabury Auditorium. Well, unfortunately, this is a mini, so it would have happened months ago. Or it's going to happen next week. 
Oh man, do you know when this is going to come out? Can you see the future? Do we need to go get some KFC or the floods coming? Is a hard rain going to fall? Will is a hard rain. Gonna hard fall? rain's going to fall. Time travel nonsense. This one goes out to ex mayor or maybe mayor again, Courtney Shipley. Now, is it a hard rain like the hard rain that they were singing about, or is it a hard rain like the hard rain like that movie Hard Rain where there's that bank job because it's raining really hard? I think it has Christian Slater in it. I don't remember. I think we just took a big right turn into hard rain, and I'm happy about it. I couldn't be happier. Have you played hard rain, the video game for PlayStation? It was you were supposed to make hard choices, but I don't know if that coincided with the rain being hard. I just I played it. I don't recall that one. Well, go look it up. I will go look it up, kids. KFC. Finger licking chicken. Oh, I want to get it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I got to get it. Got to get it in my mouth. Big beer hosts. Okay, so I got a bit of Lawrence lore that's going to blow your fucking mind, man. Yeah. Okay, I, wa- I want you to put yourself in in a comfortable place, uh, a place that you're not going to like. Emotionally or physically? Yes. Both? Yep. Okay. I want, you to, I want you to think about this. All right. Uh, what what are your your two favorite restaurants of all times in Lawrence, Kansas? I'm not gonna let you answer that because I'm gonna answer it for you. Uh, fucking the Round Corner Cheese Shop, mm-hmm. Joe's Donuts, right? Okay. 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 What are two other two other restaurants or one other restaurant that you you love, right? That has Italian food. One of the only Italian restaurants in Lawrence. Think about it. Am, am I answering this one? Yeah, answer this one. Answer this one. Come on. Um, are you talking Wait. about Mad Greek? No, Italian. That's great. Well, they got a lot of Italian stuff there. I'm talking about. I'm talking about basil leaf. Okay. 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 So pretend you said basil leaf like fucking anybody who lives in this town would, right? Okay. Okay. Now think about this, right? The I'm basil overthinking leaf is- it. I'm trying to connect the dots here as to what you're going. Basil about. leaf. The basically like you're you're looking at me right now like you look at the guy who's got the wall of pictures with the mm-hmm. the, the the felt connecting them uh twine sorry not felt that's a whole different connection yeah. anyway my point is so the basil leaf has been in two locations right what are those locations three okay forget the gas station let's go to the, <laughs> the, last, two, the last two locations <laughs> Okay. <laughs> for this conspiracy theory to work you can't talk about that that, that gas station all right? okay so you just have to okay. ignore obvious facts for this conspiracy theory right. to work that's how okay. conspiracy theories work have you not watched any aliens among us or whatever that show is ancient aliens it's how this works you just have to discount the evidence that doesn't prove your theory so two yeah. locations yeah. where the where's it been it's been on Ninth Street, and and it's been um, it's in that place where the cheese shop used to be, right? That all right? Was. There you go, Ninth Street, where Joe's Donuts used to be, and in the place where the Round Quarter Cheese Shop used to be. Who do we know that was manager of both Joe's Donuts and the cheese shop? Uh, Almond. 
Amen. It's the Amen Illuminati of Lawrence, man. Okay. That's that why I guess guy. mad Greek because I thought you were talking about places Amen has worked and cooked. No, no, it's well places Amen tangentially worked. Okay. I mean, he anyway, worked the could, kitchen at Mad Greek. Well, yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with Basil Leap and and the fact that no, they've been in. But I, I wasn't sure where you're going. It just seemed like you were making a connection to Amon because think about it, man. Amon was manager of the cheese shop. He's been manager of two places, three mm-hmm. places, if you count the retirement community that he currently is manager of. But again, that goes to the same place as the as the the uh, fucking gas station. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about. The, the the retirement community. We talk about the big thing, which is Amon worked in two joints that both became basil leaf. Coincidence? I think not. Yeah. You do the math. Well, I I don't like doing math, so I'm just gonna take your word for it. Math. Big beer hosts. Fuck it. Damn it. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod. Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff on there. We got me talking about things I'm seeing. We got extra minis, like the minis you find in the Decaduces. We got Will singing. Or if you want to pay for him not to sing, there is a way to pay for no singing. The world's your oyster. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So much stuff. That's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod. Yeah! Yeah! Sorry, when you're like, wherever fine podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes of Wrath. It's like, whatever, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce! Good episode.